So a better late than never, huh? Do you mean because of the time or because we're a couple days late? Why not both? <laughs> I'm assuming you're recording now. I might be. Okay. Okay. Well then, welcome to the One Family Podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Kim. And better late than never. That's not the title of this episode. This episode is about dating apps. The good, the bad, the ugly. Aren't they all bad and ugly? Are you talking about the apps or the people? Some of the people aren't, but the apps are awful. Um, <laughs> so I will ask, what are you drinking, Kim? I am drinking an Allagash White. How about you? I'm drinking a beer from a local brewery, Rock Harbor. The beer is Storm Surge IPA. So I just wanted to point out um, that this is quite the labor of love because I want to say that it's dark and hot out. It's dark outside and it's hot and stuffy in this trailer studio that we have set up in our elite podcasting studio. A very late, very very like state of the art. Just just want to point out labor of love. We love you all. And, uh, I was meaning for you, Kim. Apparently, some of you love us because we actually got some feedback. And Fan I mail! I would love to share it. A little bit of follow-up to our episode about coming out to our kids. So before we begin, we got a little bit of fan mail from um, a new listener, Amy. Um, she uh, wrote in about our Coming Out to Children podcast. Um, she, like us, didn't make it a big deal, and she said that that worked out really wonderfully for her and her family. She said that she has been raising her one child since um, they were one years old in the Polly family, and she said it's true. It doesn't require a big sit-down moment, and it was just very normal. She said, quote, My son is 10 now, and I have never come out to him as pansexual or polyamorous. I agree with your sentiments and age considerations. But he absolutely accepts and is uncomplicated by mom's relationships, friends, and sweeties. His stepdad is a really good at compersion, which is a bonus. Even my son's godfather is trans-identifying man I used to be in a monogamous relationship for. I seem to date a very family-oriented way where my people come become my son's people. My current girlfriend is an inspiration to my son because she's an adventurous traveler. He's always asking her for stories of her life and misses her when she's gone. Her sense of humor is the welcoming part of my family dinners, even though she's tough about manners and respect. Sweet. My husband also has close partners, one of whom my son has known since he was three years old. She and I are long-term friends, though no longer lovers. And when it's been a while, he'll ask where she is going to be here again, and how she is and what she's been up to. It indeed feels like a village. He is welcomed by my husband's newest sweetie with exuberance, confidence, confiding after our first dinner together that he thinks she's really cool, and directly turned to me and said, Mom, do you think she's cool? She's really cool. Do you think she's going to come over again? I think she's cool. And I personally, I really love how Amy, she encompasses exactly what I am looking for in a poly family. And I'm sure what most of you are looking for, and that's your people becoming your, your children's people. And, you know, everything just 
evolving into this wonderful village. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, that's the idea that, you know, they never met him or they didn't like. Ha 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 ha. So that was our fan mail. Um, we love getting fan mail. And we love getting fan mail, even if you don't want us to read it on the air. Robin, where can they send us fan mail? I was just about to say that. Um, you are can send us mail at one family podcast. That's family spelled F A M the number one L Y, and that's at gmail dot com. Or you can send us a message on our Facebook page, which is One Family Podcast. Again, we are weird and we like to spell family F-A-M-1-L-Y. All the cool kids are doing it nowadays. I think all the cool kids were doing it when we were kids. And now that we're not kids, the the cool kids aren't doing it anymore. It's not cool anymore. Well, it is cool because it will never not be cool. But the new cool kids have their own way of writing. With Leet Dog and Duggo Dogs and I don't even know. Throwing hands and... <laughs> Lil Cats. All right, moving on. Moving right along. So tonight we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, newfangled internet communicator ways of meeting people. Or at least looking at lots of people really fast, which is, I guess, the new way of dating. So dating apps, love them or hate them, they are an unfortunate part of being poly and getting to meet your poly community. And um, yeah, love them or hate them. What do you, Kim, do you love them or do you hate them? I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag, really. There's, like I said, some good and some bad and some really ugly out there. So um, we tried them so you don't have to. I mean, you you can try them. I'm sure you probably have tried them. And you might find some of the same things that we did. Uh, We have heard from other people a lot of the same sentiment that, you know, they're not really tuned to open and poly relationships. So you kind of have to hack them a little bit. You kind of have to front load your profiles with things saying that you're poly and, you know, so that people get the whole non-monogamy aspect, but they don't think that you're trying to cheat. Yeah, didn't you say you had one that you said that you were married and it took you to Ashley something or another? Yes, we will get to that when we get down to the list of them. Um, I'm going ahead. That's on the list. Okay. So, uh, again... A lot of these things are kind of like a newfangled attempt at speed dating. Basically, if you haven't tried them, there's the concept of swipe left, swipe right. So you call it speed dating, but you say I don't even bother looking at the people. What? You have criticized me for for like swiping too quickly, but you just called it speed dating. Your new strategy is just to swipe right on everybody. Well, that's my new strategy. My old strategy was like, yes, no, yes, no, 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 yes, 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 no, 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 no. Well, I don't know about you, but when I'm dating somebody, I I try to spend a little bit more than like a minute actually, you know, trying to figure out. But I'm not dating them. Even if I'm looking at all their pictures, it's still speed dating. But you told me I went too fast. That was my, 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 my point. Moving forward. Better you too fast than me, right? (laughs) Or other people. Wait, are we talking about dating? I don't know what we're talking about. Okay, moving forward. So... 
these apps basically function pretty much nowadays on the same principle. And it seems like Tinder started doing this uh, a couple years ago and everybody else followed suit, where the basic idea is swipe left if you're not interested in the person and swipe right if you are interested in the person. And there might be some extra bits and bobs, like you can look at different pictures of them and you might be able to look at a profile description if, uh, if they're feeling nice and if they filled it out. Or maybe their favorite songs, I think. Or their Instagram. Is it Tinder that lets you pick your anthem? Uh, that's Bumble. Bumble? Oh. What does Tinder let you do? Tinder lets you connect your Instagram. Yeah. Okay, Sarah. Yeah. So uh, the other thing about these apps is that they're very much a function of where you live. And if <laughs> yes. you live in a big city, you're lucky, number one, because you've got lots of poly people around you. But uh, if you live in the sticks or the boonies... Or Maine. Or Maine, but that's redundant. You obviously (laughs) aren't going to have as many matches because there's not as many people. So not only is there a smaller population density, but there's going to be fewer poly people. So when you do make matches, um, you know, good luck, basically. So you're going to be doing a lot of swiping, but you might not be making a lot of matches. And that's the other thing that we noticed is that if you're using these apps, you better have good network connection because they load a lot of images. So if you live out in the sticks and you don't have a good network connection, it's not going to be a good time. And the other thing that we noticed is that living in Maine, where there's a lot of tourism, we see a lot of people who quite obviously from the profile descriptions are not from Maine. And they're just vacationing here. Or you think that they aren't from Maine, and you like them when they're in your town, and then by the time they like you back, you realize that they're in Massachusetts at their home. So just a little bit of a pet peeve. It'd be it'd be really nice if, if some of you app developers that are making these apps are listening. It'd be really nice if there was a vacation mode toggle so that you could tell when somebody wasn't from around here. Or better yet, if it just didn't show you those people, if they didn't want to be seen. I think some of them want to be seen. <laughs> So to start off, the good, OkCupid is kind of the granddaddy of uh, dating sites and apps, and uh, it's been around since the early 2000s when I started using it, way back in the day, before Robin. I was going to say, can I input and say that I don't think we should have uh, we should have talked about this because I wouldn't put OkCupid as the good? No. I get the least results from OkCupid. Well, I want to talk about why I thought it was good because it has some poly-friendly and non-monogamy friendly options. Oh yeah, it's very poly-friendly. It's very, um, you can put in a lot of information about yourself and there's those fun questions and all of that. And I think the messaging is a little bit more consistent and reliable than the other apps, especially Bumble. But again, I get the least amount of results from that. And part of that is, you know, who knows if that's due to their algorithms or or why. It's kind of a black box. Maybe. I don't know. But, I I, mean, points for trying. I think what it is, at least specifically for me, is that I've gone through their whole database. Well, it it might be the living in the sticks aspect, you know. Yeah, I think it's a living in the sticks aspect. Here's a here's a potential follow-up opportunity. If any of you live in a more urbane area than, say, Midcoast, Maine, and you like OkCupid, and you've had luck with it, please let us know. We like Or if it. you hate uh, OkCupid, and you are experiencing the same woes that I am, let me know. Sure, let us know. 
what what I like about it, I'll just speak for myself, is that it allows you to both state that you are non-monogamous and also search on that for your potential partners. And it also lets you say who your partner is. Now, notice I said partner singular. It doesn't let you list multiple partners. Next up is Tinder, which is like the 800-pound gorilla of dating apps. And it seems like it has the most people on it, which is kind of a plus because it means that your pool is bigger. That being said, it is kind of a meat market and it is not particularly poly friendly. So if you're going to use it for that, you better put in your profile that you are poly and that you're open and that you're non-monogamous, but that you're not a cheater, blah, 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 blah. And hope they read that. Right. Because not everybody reads that. Right. And interestingly, uh, both Tinder and OkCupid are now owned by Match.com, so they might get more and more alike and uh, start to share the same features and that sort of thing. So just um, or keep remove that in mind. the feature, or remove the feature. Like OkCupid has had a lot of people uh, belly aching about some stuff that they used to support that they don't anymore, and features that they took away without saying anything. So these things happen. Competitors come on up and uh, challenge the incumbent and. Um, Speaking of that, the next one on the list that we have is Bumble, who uh, came out after Tinder, and they uh, operate on the premise that all of the women on these sites were getting way, 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 way too many messages, and they were mostly not interested, and they had to sift through them and try to, you know, get the wheat from the chafe, and it just wasn't easy, so... What Bumble said was that they would do a women-first network and they would make it so that the women had to initiate contact. And this is only in uh, heterosexual relationships. So if it's you know a woman talking to a man, the woman has to initiate it. But if it is a non-cis um, relationship... What if it's a woman and a woman? How do they decide which women? I don't know. Maybe they like throw a test or... I wish I would find out because no one on my Bumble, no female on my Bumble has liked me. Okay. Women listening to this show, match with Robin, and then we'll find out. Right. There you go. So anyway, the uh, the concept is that the woman has to contact um, the man first. And I don't know, um, maybe that maybe that makes a difference in matches. What can I you say? I think it's a little frustrating. How so? Because I'm obligated to come up with something witty or something like... Just something other than, hey, how are you doing? Well, to play the devil's advocate, you should come up with something witty other than, hey, how's it going? But, <laughs> um, and it is a little frustrating when people don't respond back because it does have a time limit. So if I match with somebody, I have 24 hours to send the first message, which is fine. And then they have 24 hours to do the same to respond to my thing or it will go gray and I'd have to rematch and stupid paywall stuff. That's a good point is that a lot of these services are freemium. So, you know, they're free to use, but if you want to do anything really complicated or anything that you might really want to do, you have to pay a little bit. So this is frustrating because people have lives and say there's someone I want to chat to, but life is busy. Life is crazy. So if... I send them a message, they don't respond in the first 24 hours, but they do in the next, say, 48. It doesn't matter because they can't re-respond without paying money unless we get rematched, which is paying money. And, you know, it, it's the hook. It's how they operate. It's how they make money. Some of them uh, will charge you for 
you know, certain things that other ones won't. Um, the the ones in the good category that we have here don't charge you, for instance, to send people messages. But that's not the case with some of these apps. Another uh, people-finding service that is not technically a dating site is FetLife. And it is the kink-friendly social network, basically. It's like uh, kinky Facebook. So it's not technically a dating app, and the founder will say it's not for dating, but a lot of people use it that way. And especially non-monogamous people like it because it not only allows them to list all sorts of statuses, you know, Facebook basically just has, it's complicated, but... Um, no, no, no. Facebook, you can say, in an open relationship oh, that's with that's true. X. That's new. I forgot about that. Thank you. Uh, but FetLife will go, you know, much, much further, and it'll let you say that you're a polyamorous with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Or it will be like you are dom of or master of or slave of or what, whatever. So it has lots of different categories and lots of different ways to link yourself with people and thus socialize with other people and find people and talk to them and perv on their profiles and do all the pervy kinky things that it's built for. And a lot of um, poly communities use FetLife as like a a meeting website, a meeting ground uh, forum. And I know in Maine, they kind of do as well. Um, my One of my gripes with FetLife is it's really hard to find people. Like, it's very hard to find people. It's hard to search for people in an area. Like, unless I'm looking under a big umbrella of an area locally. And it's also really hard. Like, for instance, a county. Yes. Uh, in, in Maine, we can look. You can be listed under, say, Knox County or Lincoln County. But you could also be uh, Rockland or Belfast. But, like, a smaller county. In Maine, it's basically north or south of the tree line, you know. It's... No. You're either in the mid-coast area or you're up north you're in the county. You're either in the drink or you're in Canada. You're either growing lobsters or growing blueberries and potatoes. Um, I want to grow coffee. Can we do that in Maine? No. Damn. Although there are people in Maine that are trying to grow coffee, actually. I take that back. Anyways, um, one of my gripes is it's really, 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 it's impossible. You cannot filter by gender or gender identity. So I can't look for all the females in a certain area or all the guys, or all the cis, trans, whatever. I can't find any of that. And part of the stated reason for that was so that, you know, people wouldn't use it just as a search tool and then, you know, bail and stop using it. They, they wanted it to be more of a community and not just a uh, people finder. But I want to find females in my... <laughs> like, it, it's hard to don't find... Don't we all? Don't we all? It's hard to find a community if I can't search for the people I want to find in my community. It's true. And I, and I think, you know, what this is getting down to is there is no perfect poly social network. Maybe the coffee shop? I think we should build one. Poly coffee. Poly want a coffee? I want a <laughs> coffee. I got a beer. It's good enough. Oh, that'd be hilarious. So the next class of sites that I have are the bad, and um, these are sites that just, you know, they try to be dating friendly, they try to be um, good for people to meet people, but for some reason they just kind of fall on their faces and it, it doesn't work. 
And the first one up is one that I really wanted to like because I thought that the concept was pretty cool. Um, and that is Coffee Meets Bagel. And the, the differentiator here was that it would ask a bunch of questions and sort of um, suss out more about somebody's personality than just a, like, tell us about you, you know, blanket statement. Sort of like OkCupid, maybe not quite as comprehensive. I don't know if any of you have done OkCupid, but it basically, you better, like, make yourself a sandwich when you first sign up because you have to answer a whole lot of questions. Uh, so it's kind of like that. The problem that I had with it is that, you know, it will show you some matches, but then in order to actually do anything and say that you like the people, uh, you have to spend fancy internet points. Um, and it does not give you How very many How do you get them. fancy internet points? You pay them. Or it gives you the first couple for free, kind of like drugs. It gives you the first couple for free the first couple times you log in. So you think, oh, great, I can keep making matches with people, and then it stops giving you them. So boo, because fancy internet points, they run out. And then the next one on our list is Field, F-E-E-L-D, and it was marketed as Tinder for threesomes. Uh, it used to be called um, almost like Tinder, but the number three, N-D-E-R. I don't know how you pronounce that. But um, they got sued because their name was too similar to Tinder, so they changed it to Field. And, um, and the idea is basically that you can make profiles uh, as a couple, and advertise that you're looking for, you know, either singletons or other couples or whatever you're looking for. And communicate, uh, match, that sort of thing. The problem that we ended up having with it is that A, the design is kind of crappy, so it's hard to use. And B, there was almost nobody on it. Another app and website that tries to make you pay for way too much stuff is called Zoosk. Um, and the website is... God, Zooks! These names are silly, but I think they've run out of good names. The website really, really, really sucks, uh, so don't use it. The app is a little bit better, but you shouldn't use it either, because there's plenty of ads, and in order to do literally anything, like message people, uh, or even see who has messaged you and read your messages, you have to pay them. And I don't know about you, but um, I don't want to do that. Also, it seems like its algorithm is kind of weird, and even though I set specific age brackets, it skewed only just exactly toward middle-aged people, and there were no younger people on it. And, I don't know, maybe that's the user base, but I kind of doubt it, because none of the other services had that problem. The prompts are silly. One of them, one of them, and this is, this is for people who apparently can't write messages. Uh, you know, maybe these people are getting stuck on, hey, how's it going? But one of the prompts was, I see you have a car. Have you had it for long? Who writes like that? I just don't know why we're in the worst possible timeline where bots are writing our dating prompts for us. This this is not the future that I wanted. How about you? I have a car. I've had it for long. <laughs> we should date and make babies. I'll pass. Oh. <laughs> crap oh shit so that's it for the bad dating sites and then how about the ugly ones i was gonna say is there actually ugly ones there are worse there are worse and uh, i've subtitled this one it's a trap 
And it's because some of them are just kind of um, bait and switch. And what I mean by that is one of them uh, called POF or Plenty of Fish. It starts out innocuously enough. It asks you a bunch of questions about your um, gender, ethnicity, orientation, blah, 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 likes, dislikes. And it looks like it's trying to build a profile about you. And then it gets to the part where it says if you are um, single or attached or married or whatever. And it doesn't put any emphasis on any one of the options. And if you say that you are married, the very next step says POF is not for cheaters. If you want that, go to Ashley Madison, which I thought was rather judgy of them. And I deleted my account right after that. And then the only other thing that I have in this category is a um, sort of a plethora of sites that all are around the same thing. They're owned by this corporation called XMeet, and uh, some of them sprung up in response to Tinder. Um, the ones that I heard of were DTF Zone, only DTF. Basically, the concept is horny people who want to fuck right now. And so you're lured in with the premise that there are horny people in your area that want to fuck. The problem is, after you sign up for these sites, you instantly get messages from bots that are either uh, written, like I said, by bots, or they're written by contractors that work for the people. Uh, Who work for bots. Right. Everybody works for bots now. I guess we're working for the robots in the future. But anyway, the point is that these are not legitimate profiles. These sites are not legitimate. And after you sign up, if you want to message anybody, they say, okay, pay up and subscribe to our subscription plan and pay us money. So Pay money to the bots. But what do they do with money? They're bots. They don't need money. Upgrades. Oh, shit. That's right. They have, like, chassis upgrades, and they want these, like, flashy wheels and shit, you know? They got to impress the bots next door, right? Because mm-hmm. they want to date them, right? Apparently. Are there bot dating sites? We'll have to ask our new overlords. Hmm. There are sites that we have not tried. Um, Grinder, for example, is uh, billed as um, only gay Tinder. Uh, it's not for heterosexual people. It's just for gay people. So you if should you should have told me about that. Oh, shit. I've been complaining about all the dick pics. I would yeah. love like... Try Grinder. Okay. Okay. I will try Grinder so I can Actually, get some Actually, full girls. disclosure, I'm not sure. It might just be for gay men. Oh, fuck. You might like the gay men better than the straight men. Maybe. Maybe. Do they still send the dick pics? Probably. But probably only to other gay men. Which I'm not. No. So then I wouldn't get them. Good point. Yay! <laughs> Sign me up for that. So right back. Tell us about Grindr. Uh, then the last thing that I have is dating sites of the future. Uh, up and coming ideas, apps, news stories, that sort of thing. The only one that I have here in this list, because it seems like a big deal, is Facebook dating. That's right. Mark Zuckerberg is trying to get even more all up in your business, and now he wants to know who you want to date. And he has promised that the dating profile will be separate from your Facebook profile, so hopefully your employers and your ex-girlfriends and your parents won't know whose pants you're getting into, but I don't know about you. I'm not so sure. Yeah, because they're all going to be in the same pool, essentially. Well, they said that you won't be shown people on your friends list. But what if you want to date your friends? That's what I said. What if you want to date your friends? And also, and that, is, yeah, 
I was going to say, you brought that up earlier about how there's a, you said a, like, a group of people who, if on, say, Tinder, their friend comes up, even if they think their friend is cute, they wouldn't swipe right, which I think is kind of silly, because I think that's, it's a safe space to swipe right. Right. And they swipe right again. You swiped right and they didn't, then you're like, oh, well, I'm interested in them. They're not interested in me. And let's say they swiped right too. Oh, look, you both like each other. Go talk to each other. Fancy that shit. I know. It's like the whole point. So. And it's rather safe, which is what I like. It's nice, especially being poly, to see familiar people on a dating app and to swipe right in a safe way. So that way I know that if they were to swipe right, they probably aren't trolling me. Of course, the paranoid part of me says they're tro- trolling me, but more that they are actually legitimately interested. Can we just talk about something for a second? What? Ghosting. Ghosting. It really bloody sucks. Like, when you match with somebody and you start talking for a minute, and then all of a sudden, they're gone. Like, they didn't have the courtesy to say, you know what? I'm sorry, I, I, I really wasn't interested. Or that thing that you said about your fetish really turned me off and I don't like you anymore. Or, dear sir, I'm tired of seeing your penis. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a Or you do say, dear sir, I'm tired of seeing your penis. I mean, maybe that's a legitimate They don't take that as but, a... But if you ask hint. me, there's really not too many. So so if, if, if you've ghosted, just stop it. It's not cool. I kind of wonder how many times I said penis and dick pic this podcast. Probably not as many times as there's been dick pics sent during this podcast. <laughs> to you or to me? I I, I got to say, I, I don't get very many dick pics. And I, some of you might want them and you might be like, damn, that's that's too bad. But, I, you know. I don't want them. You, you can keep them. them. I don't I don't want them either. If anybody wants dick pics, we have some we don't want, we'll send them to I you. I do enjoy sexy cleavage pictures. Those are nice. Me too. I know, right? I don't get those. What is wrong with the world? Right? I'm sexually frustrated. <laughs> so if you have any nice cleavage pictures, please send us those. What else about dating? You know what they said in one of our uh, poly groups that we're a member of? They said polyamory is just a fancy word for being single. Which is kind of a painful truth sometimes. It seems that way. That's why I'm happy to say married. (laughs) Well, not single, but you you get the point. Like You're constantly in the dating game, you know? I don't want to be constantly in the dating game. But if you want... Talk it. So just, you know, ending up, uh, we want to mention that these are um, these are all our opinions and, and from our perspective and our viewpoint. Do and we really need to put that disclaimer? We haven't seen every, every dating site out there. So what I was getting at was that if there's a really awesome one that we haven't heard of, please let us know. We'd be interested. Tell us. And if you made the really crappy ones that we just said were really awful and terrible... You should hire Kim to redesign it and no, make it wonderful. No, no, because most of the ones we said were really awful could not be saved by a redesign. You should you should delete your site and go find something better to do. Go find Kim. He'll make you a better one. I will, which is a good segue. Please tell us what you would like to see in your ideal poly, polyamorous, open, non-monogamous, friendly dating site. 
Would you like to see extra dick pics or no dick pics? Dick pics or cleavage pics. You could have a little like. Oh, we should have a vote on our Facebook page. That's a good idea. (laughs) So really the whole point that I was trying to make with this episode, the money shot as it were, is that the best dating app is not an app at all. And the best way to date people is in real life. The best dating app is IRL. All of these newfangled swipe left and swipe right things are great and all, except when they're not, and most of the time they're not, and you just, you know, get out there and hang out in a coffee shop or a bar or whatever your jam is, you know, meet some interesting people, have some fun times, and uh, don't worry too much about what your fake internet profile says about you, and don't worry too much about fake internet points that you have to buy in order to message people. Very eloquently put. Thanks. You're welcome. And who knows? Maybe that person that you've known for 25 years is actually somebody that you could be poly with. Well, to... uh, Yes, I agree. Because definitely since we've been more vocal about the podcast, we've found a lot of friends that we didn't know were poly... Birds of a feather. Right, exactly. We found a lot of friends that, you know, are poly or would consider being poly or whatever. And it just, you just never know until you take that leap and just find out, talk about it, ask somebody, have you heard that podcast? (laughs) Have you heard a podcast? Tell your friends. I have a podcast. And... An obsession with dick pics. No, I don't have an obsession with dick pics. She really doesn't like dick pics. I don't know why she's with me. I've got a dick and, you know. And pictures of it. I guess I'll stop sending them to you if you don't like them. You're a little bit different. You're my husband. I've known you for more than five minutes. Are you obligated to like my dick pics? Okay, we should not be having this conversation on a podcast. We should totally be having this conversation. This is what people tune in for. Poll number two on our Facebook page. Should we have this conversation? Next time we record, we'll talk less about dick pics and more about cleavage pics, just to give equal opportunity. And to make Robin happy. I I think that might be a good um, way to end up this episode. What do you think? Quite possibly. So again, I think we should mention how you can get in touch with us. Oh, that's my cue, isn't it? It Um, is. Why don't you hop over onto Facebook? Do your thing, Vanna. And uh, you can search for the One Family Podcast, or it's facebook.com slash One Family Podcast, F-A-M, the number one, L-Y. Like us, share us, send us a message, interact with our our pages and our posts, which are few and far between. But hey, hey, if you keep interacting with us, we'll keep giving you stuff to like. Ha ha ha. Um, You can send us messages there. I don't remember if I said that or not. Also, why don't you um, send us an email? Our email address is one family podcast again, F A M, the number one L Y, at gmail.com. Thank you. And leave us a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. Yep. And you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify and SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud. Scratch that. What can you find? Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Stitcher. Stitcher. 
Lots of platforms you probably never heard of. Plenty that I have never heard of. But not SoundCloud. Why not SoundCloud? Didn't we get an email from SoundCloud today? Probably. I got lots of emails. I don't read them. Except the ones from you guys. So send me emails. Really what happens is I see them. I read them. I tell him. He responds. We got a team effort here. Accurate. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed our rambling podcast on the the ins and outs and the good, the bad, and the ugly of dating apps. Please, again, you know, like us and share us and all that fun stuff. And we'll see you hopefully in two weeks. Maybe we can stay on an even keel schedule. Peace out. We love you all. Good night. Bye-bye.